I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome back to Canto by Dispatch. Today, I'm Brittany, and joining me today, as always, is my friend, Emily Lynn. Hi, Emily. Hi, Brittany. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It's nice to be back. Yeah. Um, we were off for the last two weeks, which means we haven't recorded for three weeks, which is a little bit weird. But I'm glad that we are recording again. Me too. A lot has happened in these past three weeks. I can't believe it. Three weeks is a long time. It truly is. How have you been? What's been going on with you? Um, Let's see. I had a really bad cold. Which is why we didn't record one of the weeks, which is because I could not stop coughing. And that lasted about two or two and a half weeks. It was not fun. I was coughing a lot and I could not sleep. And I was one of those things where I was coughing so much that my stomach hurt. And I lost like five pounds because I was not eating. But now I'm feeling oh. much better. Um, other than that, I'm trying to think if anything happened. And I mean, it's been three weeks, so it seems like something should have happened. But not not really. Not much. How about you? What have you been up to? God, I've I've been I've been up to a lot. Um You had a birthday. I had a birthday. Um, the birthday I was dreading the most. Thank God I am finally now twenty six and I am done with the dread of turning twenty six. It's happened. It's here. I'm here. Um why is twenty six the one you're dreading the most? Because uh, after you turn 26, you're no longer on your parents' health insurance. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, so I was really stressed out about that, even though I'm getting a job soon. I start on Friday, by the way. It's exciting. Holy shit. Working woman. Working nine to five. Yeah, literally. Literally. I'm excited. Um, it's been almost a year since I've, you know, worked. I'm excited. I'm eager. I'm ready to go. Um, yeah, a lot's been going on. Um, I recently uh, signed papers for a lease on an apartment with Carlos. Yay! After three long years of uh, our relationship, we have 
decided or mutually decided that, you know, because of, you know, my new job locally that, you know, we should find a place in San Diego. And we did. And I'm really excited. It's really nice. Um, nice area. A lot of trees, a lot of green, a lot of hiking. So it's it's literally everything I love and more. A lot of dogs. There's a lot of dogs there. I met a puppy named Wilbur that was like a little basset hound puppy. And I think Aww. that's when I knew I'm like, this is my place. <laughs> that's, that's definitely how you should decide on an apartment. I know. But yeah, I'm. it's a lot. Um, I think that I would, you know, deal with it or, you know, grasp it more if it was like happening tomorrow. But because it's not happening for like um, a couple of weeks, uh, I'm I'm really nervous. I'm excited, but like there's no other feelings whatsoever. Um, my interior designer, which is my mother, keeps asking me questions about, you know, what color schemes I want and, you know, what kind of chairs and tables do I want? And I'm just like, just you you take care of it. Like <laughs> I, I don't have the mental capacity to do that. Um, all day yesterday, I was working on like a mock grocery list because I was thinking like, what kind of things do I want in my house? Like just the little things like that just excites me. Just like, what do I want on my grocery list? Like I spent all day just on walmart.com being like, what do I want from the grocery store? And I was just thinking of like recipes I want to try and things I want to do and just easy things to have around the house. Like I just, it's a lot. And I don't know if anyone has like moving tips too. like, let me know. Um, I'm already like, I want to try not to buy like anything. Like, thank God, like my family's like, here, have these pots and pans, have this, you know, couch set, have this and that. Um, I've already purged my closet. Uh, there's like five or six garbage bags on the floor of stuff that I don't want anymore. Um, I'm trying to bring as little as possible. Mm -hmm. Thank God Carlos is only bringing his clothes and that's it. But we're talking to the person who like is so sentimental about clothes. Like he refuses to get rid of like clothes with holes in it. That the sweet, sweet boy. But yeah, I'm I'm excited. So yeah, let me let me know uh, you know, tips and tricks on moving, um, tips and tricks on anything, because uh this is my first time leaving the house, leaving the family home. So I'm nervous, I'm excited, everyone keeps telling me that, you know, it's gonna be awesome. So I'm excited-ish, uh, a lot of feelings, a lot of emotions, fun shit. Yeah, because I mean, it is it is exciting, but also it is stressful and weird, weird, especially when you're doing it for the first time. And but I think I think that's great. I want lots of pictures. Oh yeah, I know. I was telling you before recording that. Uh, I'm staring at my porgs right now and I don't know how I'm going to fit 30 porgs in a 625 square foot apartment, but you know, <laughs> you should get, when I was, when I was a kid, um, my parents at some point got annoyed at how many stuffed animals I got. So they had like, they make these like nets that you can hang up in a corner that you can use as stuffed animal storage. Oh, that's genius. I know. I was already thinking of, you know, how at Disneyland they have like hidden Mickey's. Like, I just want like hidden porns everywhere. But then I feel bad because, like, mentally, like, I like that they're all together. Like, it's like high school musical. We're all in this together. Like, I would hate like them being like separated, but at least they're like in the same house. But yeah. And then, 
Carlos has his Legos too, and he he wants some of his Legos like spread out and like the cabinets and stuff. I'm like, okay, yeah, that that sounds good. But I'm thinking like, what about the porgs? Where are the porgs gonna go? So porgs versus Legos. Yeah, and it's hard too with the Legos because like, how do you dusting Legos? Because it's like some of them are dusty. Because like he. He's moved. He moved two years ago, and he's gonna move again. So the Legos, you know, are, are a little bit dusty. So it's really hard, like dusting Legos, because like, what if they fall apart? Because he loves his little Lego cars. Like he has this like jo- James Bond car. He has a Fast and Furious car. A lot of cars. But yeah, hopefully, I mean, that should be fine. Um, but yeah, no, a a lot of fun stuff is happening. Uh, I saw the Beach Boys the other night. How was that? Man, that was a religious experience. Like, I, I had so much fun. It was the first, like, big event that I've done, you know, since COVID. Like, I, I went to a baseball game for Carlos's birthday and Russie's birthday, and that was fine, but, like, this... You know, like, every person that's, like, this concert, like, changed my life. Like, this Beach Boys concert just, like, changed my life for some reason. I think it's just because it was, like, the first social, like, big social event I did since COVID. You know, I I had some seltzers. I had a good burger. I was living it up, dancing and singing to, you know, my favorite Beach Boys songs. And then it was funny because uh, one of my friends had gotten engaged that day. And I messaged them and I'm like, hey, I'm at a Beach Boys concert drunk, but I'm so happy for you guys. And they're like, hey, we're here. So (laughs) I literally run from my section to theirs, dance with them and then go back up. And then I was so loud and like I didn't really grasp the whole situation and I try to go up a down escalator but thank god I didn't because someone was trying to explain to me that there were stairs right there but the stairs that said exit and I thought that I was accidentally going to exit the stadium but thank god I didn't and I still feel bad about that interaction of that poor man that had to tell me that you can't go up the down escalator (laughs) yeah but yeah that was that was such a fun experience I I I needed that. Life's been weird. Life's been fun. Life's been exciting. And I just, that was a good way to unwind and have fun with my boys because I hadn't seen them since 2018. I'm, I'm glad that you got to hang out with your boys again. I know. And we were in the perfect section away from people. We weren't distracting anyone with our dancing. It was fun. I had a pretzel. I can't remember the last time I had a pretzel. Actually, wait, it was a couple weeks ago because Brandy <laughs> likes to make pretzels. But God, it, it was good to be back. It was it was really nerve wracking, though, because it's like you almost feel guilty for having so much fun. Mm-hmm. That's what I felt, you know, because, you know, COVID, you know, just it, it changed everyone's lives, you know, including mine. And you just, you know, you fear everything, you fear getting it. But then when you get the vaccine, it's like you're still a little cautious. But, you know, that first event is just, it's insane. So I I don't know if I'll be doing anything like crazy and wild, you know, for, you know, the next, you know, couple of weeks. I have a trip planned, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, it's, 
it's good to be back and it's good to, you know, slowly start doing normal things again. Now, Brittany. Yes. You have not talked about the most exciting thing that you've done in these past three weeks. I know. And we got to talk about it. Because you finally started Ted Lasso. I'm going to correct you there. I finished Ted Lasso. (gasps) Yes! I finished Ted Lasso in... I started it on Monday. And then I finished most of it on Saturday night and Sunday. I loved it. I'm so glad. It's so good. I don't understand how someone could not love it. And it was funny because I I was just thinking, you know, maybe I do like one episode at a time or something. Mm-mm. But I was at Carlos's house on Saturday night or it was a Friday night. It was, you know, it was Friday night. And he decides to watch that god awful Zack Snyder zombie movie. Which, holy shit, if you want to watch a really bad movie, you should watch that. Because <laughs> oh, it just wasn't good. And, you know, I was I was supportive, you know, supportive partner, you know, sitting through the zombie movie. I mean, he knew it wasn't the best, too. But, man, that was just bad. And then he's like, oh, you can watch whatever you want. So you know what I fucking did? I turned on Apple TV and I sat him down. I said, we're watching Ted Lasso. And he really liked it. Yeah, I'm glad. It's so good. I don't think that there's ever been a character more likable than Ted Lasso. To the point where Carlos was yelling at the TV when his wife was breaking up with him. so heartbreaking he's just like why are you doing this he's the perfect man which i i understand like that that's horrible and you feel so bad um the boys on the soccer or the football team i jamie was a dick um i liked most of them but i mean there wasn't anyone in the show that was like, I don't like, like, everyone's likable. Yeah, except for Rebecca's ex-husband. Oh, yeah, Who is him. the worst. Yeah. And it's very hard to see him be the worst because that is Giles from Buffy. And Giles from Buffy is one of my favorite people of all time. But he's so awful on this show. And the scene when Ted beats him at darts is just maybe one of my favorite TV shows scenes of all time. I know. It, I just loved how he was ending it with, you know, you you never asked like if I ever played darts, and that he played with his darts with his dad like every day, like until he oh. died, and just holy shit, that was just so good. And he just perfectly placed those darts, knowing that he could have just easily put them in the places, you know, to you know win substantially, but he put them in the exact places that he needed to put to win, just to you know give. Rebecca's ex-husband the middle finger which was incredible I no, I love him I love Coach Beard I Roy and Keely are so cute and 
I just, I, I love how the show is like still really respectful and like none of the comedy in it is like mean or gross or anything like that. Like when, when Roy is pissed that Keely has slept with Jamie again, there's so many shows that would have like just been like gross and slot shaming her, but you have the good guys on the show being like, um, you're barely even dating her. You're definitely not exclusive. Get the fuck over it. She's a grown woman. She can sleep with whoever she wants to. And then he, then he does. He gets over it. And when he asks her out with the little press conferencing, and it's the cutest thing in the world. I love it. I loved Keely. And Roy is just such a, like an angry little puppy dog. And then him and his niece are just so adorable, oh! too. Like, when they when go to her school. Her. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> when, he's, when he, like, starts reading her wrinkle in time. Oh, it's so adorable. I love, I love every, no, it's so good. I love everything about it. It just makes me extremely happy. It's it's a really good show. Like I'm almost scared for season two because I just think, oh god, is season two going to be as good? The end of that first season is such a kick in the guts because I've seen so many TV shows, and of course, they're going to win at the end because they're the underdogs, and they're going to win. That's what happens: is the the underdogs at the end they they win their final game that nobody thinks they could win. And then they don't. And I was just like staring at my computer being like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's not how this works. That's not how story type works. And then I'm like, oh, this means next season is could be like awesome. But also I was just like so mad at the time. Even though like obviously it's like the better way to do it. But at this still, I was so invested in this fake football team. I know, like it made me genuinely excited for sports and I, and especially, you know, football, which I'm going to say football and soccer. I hate soccer. Like it is my least favorite sport of all time. The fact that I could sit through the show and watch it and enjoy it, like it made, made me like really surprised and really happy. (laughs) And especially at the end when he slips that note to Jamie uh, saying like that was a great pass or something like, man, that wore my heart. Ted Lasso is just a good human being. I really like that show. I'm really glad that I I finally watched it. (laughs) I'm glad that I bullied you into watching it. No, you didn't bully me. (laughs) If you would have bullied me, you would have said that, you know, if you don't watch this show, I'm never talking to you again, which I definitely still would have watched it because I do enjoy talking to you. (laughs) It just, uh, it's such a good show. It makes me so, it's so funny. But again, like I, I put off watching it when it first came out because you hear the premise and you just assume, oh, it's going to be one of those like boorish American who doesn't understand British culture and he's nice. So that means he's an idiot. And I know what this show is. But my brother and his wife can they're like, no, you need to watch this show. It's amazing. And I'm like, oh, no. This show realizes that you can be a really nice guy and not be stupid 
and not have everyone take advantage of you all the time and still be like just good and optimistic. And that made me really happy. And I need those recipes for those biscuits that he made for Rebecca. Oh my God, they look so good. The fact that she just devours them by like the end of, you know, the season, you know, at first she like kindly grazes and then she just like stuffs them all. I'm like, that's, that's me. That's me with my local cookie shop that I can't get away from. Like, I am obsessed with these motherfucking cookies. Every time I'm at Carlos's house, I'm like, we need to get the cookies and I don't need the cookies. And unfortunately they might be making more stores in San Diego. They already have one in fucking Vista, which thank God it's like an hour drive for me. And I'm like, I'm not driving to Vista to get some fucking cookies. So I really, hope they don't make them there because emily i i you'll have them at celebration which is now may 25th to the 30th which we will discuss a little bit because holy shit these these cookies are magical like if i am in the same you know premise or at the same location of the cookies like i'm like i need them i need them like i think they put like something in them to you know make me want them more but i don't know they're good cookies but um yeah ted lasso fantastic i already want to rewatch it it's a great show to rewatch also i'd like to know the thing that roy does with his hips to make it seem like his penis has a curve in it yeah me too now i'm thinking about that <laughs> he's a good looking guy he is and keely's adorable too i i really liked <sighs> keely since like the first episode yeah, well, that's another thing. Like, that character comes in and you expect her to be, like, bimbo type, you know? Like, model, dating, super hot, annoying football star. Like, that's another character on any other show would be a huge stereotype. And, like, oh, no, she's, like, one of the smartest people on the show and is super business savvy and is also nice. Like, I love her friendship with Rebecca. I do too. And I loved when Rebecca's friend came down and then they sang karaoke. Like that was so precious. It, it's such a good scene. And oh my God, how good is her voice? Oh my God, I know. Oh, and that made me so sad that like she stopped talking to her friend's daughter, like after all the stuff with her marriage happened. And just like how heartbreaking it was to see how much Rebecca changed, you know, due to you know, finally leaving a shitty person and just like how that really affected her and her life and, you know, just how slowly she was putting back together the pieces. Yeah, because it, it like it really comes out in that episode and they don't they don't harp on it, but it is there that it wasn't just he was an asshole who cheated on her, but it seems like was pretty emotionally abusive and uh, uh, it's such a good show. Yeah, I I really like it. I really recommend it. Uh, I love Higgins. Higgins is adorable. And Nate. Nate is so precious. That last episode where he was mad that he was he felt like he was getting fired and he was just becoming a coach. <laughs> the whole thing is so cute. I know that's that's such a fantastic show like i i can't get over it thank you for okay you recommended gossip girl you recommended mm -hmm. uh ted lasso holy shit you've changed my life <laughs> i'm very proud 
I'm I'm always here if people need life changing television show recommendations. Yeah. I I watched The Shining. I watched Ghostbusters. Um, we need to talk about Deadwood next week because oh, I shit. literally can't remember the last time we have watched Deadwood. Yeah, I don't even remember what episode we're on. I don't either. I don't even really remember what. I think the last thing uh, that happened was um, Alma got cornered by you know the one bad guy. I forget. His oh name yeah, Hurst. already Hurst. Yeah. Um. So, other than Ted Lasso, uh, do you want to get into some Star Wars news? Sure, we can talk about Star Wars. So the day after we recorded our last episode, uh, Star Wars Celebration announced that they are moving the days to May 25th to May 30th of 2022. It's really shitty to move something that big forward. Mm-hmm. Like, it'd be shitty to, like, moving it back would be shitty because obviously people do have plans, but moving it forward seems shittier, um, especially in this case because of the way the um, vaccine rollout is going in Australia. It is m- most likely none of our Australian friends will be able to come. It's it's really heartbreaking that they decided to do this because you know, a lot of people had already planned, a lot of people had already set up, you know, a place to go. Oh wait, no, never mind. Uh, I don't think that we had set up anything yet. I think that honestly, celebration twenty twenty two wasn't really on my mind until they you know push it forward you know at first i thought okay cool i can start planning which was disaster number one because when i have too much time on my hands i have i literally have too much time on my hands and i find things you know to worry about stress about and i don't need to stress about them at all but you know after thinking about it you know that is truly unfair to you know australian friends and our friends you know out of you know, not from the United States. And I feel like it's really excluding them, which I think is, you know, severely fucked up. Like, we were all about inclusiveness. And it's it's like they're purposely doing this. I really do. I really wonder, like, what the, what the reason of it coming forward was. Because it didn't say at all. And it just seems like it's again it's such a big thing to move even a year out when you have that big of an international attendance yeah and you think of the celebrations that happen you know out of the states you know you had celebration europe you had other celebrations and there was a lot of people you know that went there and i I don't know if they just wanted to keep this, you know, a United States thing. But if they did, I just wish that they would say it and not, like, act coy about it. But I saw a lot of arguments that, you know, maybe they moved it because it was too close to D23, which is the Disney convention that happens every other year. It didn't happen last year or year before because of COVID, yada, yada, yada. Um, 
But I don't know. I feel like they would have said it. And I still don't trust that they are going to keep this date. I think this date is going to change again, which is why, thank God, you know, the place that, you know, I secured has, you know, free cancellation until like two weeks before. So who knows? Uh, I I really hope that our Australian friends can make it. It makes me really sad that I possibly, you know, won't see a lot of them and meet a lot of them for the first time. Like I was going to meet, you know, the geek dudes and, you know, Lady J for the first time. And I was really looking forward to it. Like I was already starting to like pre-plan like things we can do, places we can go. Um, but now that's kind of all in limbo now and that makes me really bummed yeah it it really fucking sucks and um yeah i mean obviously i feel i mean i feel terrible for for people like Catherine and andy and josh and 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 turbo and all of our other friends who can't come but i also like feel bad for myself because it means i don't get to hang out with them Yeah, I'm really hoping that, you know, in the next year, everything gets better with, you know, vaccinations, like the vaccinations roll out and people are able to, you know, secure a vaccination date and, you know, become fully vaccinated and to be able, you know, to travel outside of, you know, their their places. And I, I don't know, it just, it sucks because, you know, we're fully vaccinated and I just wish that, you know, I wish that we would share. I wish that, you know, we, so many people here are able to, you know, get vaccinated and secure that. And, you know, Joe Biden the other day was was tweeting that you can text a number and see where the closest place you could get vaccinated is. And it just sucks that, you know, so many people don't have access to it yet. And, you know, there's really bad outbreaks now in, you know, different countries, different places. And it's just, it's just such a bummer because it's like, we're so privileged, you know, to have gotten vaccinated it just sucks that a lot of our friends haven't yeah and and the other thing is that you know like even if even if australia like gets their shit together and like fixes their vaccine rollout the problem is that international travel is not really something you can do last minute for the most part like especially you know if you're going to be gone for a week to like and so that's that's the thing is, I mean, it would have to basically, you know, you'd have to know now whether you could go a year from now to really start planning and, you know, have time off work and have accommodations and shit like that. So it becomes a much different decision than like it would be like for me, which I could know, like I could know like a month out, like I'd be stressed about it. But if I knew a month beforehand, I'd be able to go, I could get shit together enough to go yeah god it just makes me wish that i really got into like an event planning career so that i could just like help everyone like it just it sucks like i i really i really wish that we could make this happen and that australia will be able to you know open up and let people travel let people get vaccinated you know let this and this happen so that our magical dream of our international friends coming to celebration could come true but unfortunately uh star wars celebration isn't allowing that and i wish that it was more i guess like talked about you know from people because it it really sucks 
And it was really something, you know, for like a couple of days that people were like, man, what the fuck? But I really think that still that should be a thing that they are really excluding, you know, a lot of people. Yeah, it's shitty. Like, and I mean, because right now, like, Melbourne's like back in lockdown. So, Jesus, it's such a bummer. It makes me so yeah. sad. Yeah, my thoughts are with you, Melbourne. Uh, I hope everyone's okay. Just sucks. I just wish things were better. And I don't even trust that they're going to keep this date. Like, I could- I do. Like, I don't. I don't. I don't they're not moving it again like if it was even a situation where they might be moving it again they wouldn't have announced these dates yeah yeah you're right and I don't even think the last time that they announced the dates that they started doing the hotel accommodations because I think they just started doing that I thought I saw a tweet from them I think I got an email from them about you know if you want to get a hotel in the area you know join the queue or something but fuck that queue I hear that queue is horrible just like the queue to get into Disneyland and now that's horrible because uh, they're opening back up again god there's just so many people at Disneyland I saw those pictures and I'm like oh my goodness that is a lot of people. My sister and brother went and they even said that there were a lot of people there. And I fucking love Disneyland, but I think I could wait because uh, it's hot. The last thing I want to do when it's hot outside is be surrounded by people. So not for me, but it's for you. It's for you. But I can't imagine how a celebration will be and how uh, the parks are going to be. Uh, if, the, you know, the social distance is still going to become a thing. Everything's, like, slowly changing. So I'm really I'm really eager to see what Celebration 2022 is going to be like. Yeah, it's at this point, like, you can't even, like, imagine what the terms of, like, social distancing regulations are going to be then. Jesus. I know. And, like, when the mask mandate's, like, going to end. Uh, shit. It just, it, it's becoming, like, a whole... A whole new world which it's great but also it's you know it's terrifying because you know you get so used to you know what your world has been in for the past you know year and then it's just changing and shit man but i don't know we'll see um it'll be a good time can't wait to see you I got, I got you a gift like last year and I've been waiting to give it to you at Celebration. So like, I can't <laughs> wait to like actually give it to you because that was going to be like my Celebration gift to you. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. I still have it in my room somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. The Porgs have possibly eaten it. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. No, I, I think I know where it is. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else, you know, other than, you know, Star Wars Celebration, you know, changing the dates, um, any other news, because I wanted to talk about Bad Batch, because we haven't talked about Bad Batch in the last couple of weeks, because we have not been here. Um, let me, let me 
look at the names of the episodes before we dive into the episodes. Okay, so yeah, there have been, oh my god, there have been three episodes since we last recorded. Replacements, Cornered, and Rampage. Yeah, so Replacements is the one where we're also following um, Crosshair, right? Yes. And the Bad Batch runs into the monster that really likes a flashlight. And everyone's like, wow, like uh, Omega, Omega knows what she's doing. Like Omega is the shit. Not that they didn't know it before, but like Omega has it. And Crosshair is, you know, training with, you know, some new dudes that are rumored to be dark troopers. I don't know. They're just some new troopers that they brought in. And Crosshair disagrees with one of them, fucking kills him, and then has them kill a bunch of saws. Um, um, fighters, which was really dark. But, yeah, it's pretty dark for Star Wars, especially in the animated one. Yeah, I was hanging out with the the Sithless guys a couple weeks ago, and we were talking about just like how how dark it was and how, you know, it's just such an interesting turn. And this show is, is really dark and is dealing with a lot of interesting elements. And we're, you know, getting to know these clones and, you know, just the battles that, you know, Crosshair is dealing with, you know, internally. Like, you can tell that for a slight second, like, he is really uh, thinking about what he's doing and why he's doing it. And... I think that's interesting because, you know, that chip is now like way bigger or like is working way more than a lot of other clones' chips. And I think that's really going to affect him. I, there was one thing about that episode and it's such, like it's a weird complaint and it's a small one, but it's still, it's still like as somebody who's interested in story structure, it really bothered me, which is. So the episode that episode ends. You you have the you have Echo. I mean not Echo. You have Crosshair going into the old Bad Batch quarters with with the new troopers, and then him sitting alone on on his bed and and just like sitting there staring. And then it cuts to Omega on the ship, and they reveal to her that they've like made her a little bedroom, and it's this a adorable freaking moment and she's so pleased and it's adorable and like wrecker is looking at her all being like uncle wrecker like we may do this room and it's really sweet but i wish those two scenes had been switched because i get that it's a cartoon and it's a kid show and they want to end on the on the optimistic part of it but if they had shown her getting her room and then cut back to crosshair and ended on that like darker moment with him i think it would have been so much more impactful to sit with that to sit with him sort of maybe like coming to grips with what his life is now and the fact that he is all alone 
and has abandoned his, you know, like the rest of the Bad Batch and what that means and dealing with the the loneliness of it and maybe even the morality of it. I, to cut away from that to this super sweet scene, yet you lose so much the impact of it. And I thought that was a real shame. Yeah, that's really interesting. I, I didn't think about that until you mentioned it. I think that would have been a great way to end the episode was with Crosshair, you know, contemplating and thinking, you know, am I, is this the right thing? Am I you know, doing the right thing? Um, one thing from that episode is that Crosshair kept complaining about his head. Like, I know that they crashed, but I think that the chip is fucking with him a little bit because every time someone asks him what's wrong, he says, Oh, nothing. And that is when, trust me, when something is wrong and because <laughs> always when someone's like, Oh, is anything wrong? Oh no, it's nothing. That, 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 that means that it's something and you need to dig a little deeper boys and figure out, you know, what's going on with record because there's something going on in there. Um, I think all of them still have the chips in there though. So Man, I, I really hope that Wrecker doesn't do anything that he might regret because that, that would not be very good. No, because he is sweet, strong, dumb guy. And I want sweet, strong, dumb guy to be okay. Yeah. So overall, that was a good episode. It was interesting seeing uh, new stormtroopers and new people that weren't clones in the uniform and I think that slowly that's you know what the empire is going to turn into it was interesting seeing Lama Sue and the other uh, Kimonian talk about you know bringing in something or trying something new because they feel like maybe that their clones are going to get replaced and that they need to act now to make sure that that doesn't happen so I'm really eager to see how what's going to happen to Kamino yeah because in general, hey, we're going to do something secretly to surprise the Empire seems like a bad idea. Even if you think you're going to give them something that they like, they don't like it when you do that. <laughs> no, not at all. Like, you know that Tarkin is just looking for an excuse to fucking wipe that planet off the map. Yeah, Tarkin's always hated clones and hated Kamino. It is nice that we're seeing him, though. I think that's cool that he is kind of like the big bad other than Crosshair in this show. Good for Steven Stanton. <laughs> he does a really good Peter Cushing impression. I know. I just find it hilarious, too, that Dee Bradley Baker is the voice of like all of these clones and that this is his show. And Omegas. <laughs> Mainly Omegas. Mainly Omegas. But that was a good episode. And then we get to episode four, which is cornered. And basically what happens in this episode is the supply run is low. They go to this planet and they meet Fennec Shand, which was cool seeing her. It was cool seeing her. Otherwise, I think this episode is not great. And it's a little too, like, let's have a shitty car chase scene that we have definitely... Um, seen before and I don't need it again but I like Fennec Shand and I thought it was very funny when she was trying to be like oh poor little lost girl I will help you 
But it's Omega, and so she doesn't know any better. So she believes people when they say they want to help her. And um, I, I, I like, I like that she's the one that Fennec is after. I'm interested to find out who it is that she is commissioned by, because it's got to be somebody surprising. Because otherwise, you don't bother to keep it a secret. Yeah, I'm super eager to see who is after Omega. I don't know if it's the Camonians. I don't know if it's Tarkin. I don't think Tarkin knows anything really much about Omega, but I fear that they're after Omega because there might be some things about Omega that we don't know yet. Yeah, I mean, it definitely seems like there is. But also, like, I feel like it can't just be Tarkin or the um, Camino people because then like I don't I don't see why you try to make that a surprise because I mean like Tarkin already wants like the Bad Patch killed and shit so that doesn't seem like surprising and with the people who made the clones like it seems like again like fairly obvious that they might want her back <sighs> I was talking about this on Steel Show. I think the most interesting thing would be if it's one of the quote-unquote good guys. But then you have the question of how do they know about her and know that she's special. But it could be that the Rebellion has somebody on the inside within the cloning facility. But it's intriguing. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. And, you know, of course, the episode ends, you know, with Omega being safe and miscellaneous droid activity and, you know, them finding out that there is a bounty hunter after Omega. So. Oh, oh, that thing with Echo pretending to be a droid was really fucking stupid. (laughs) Uh, It was a really it was a really like Clone Warsy episode to me, which. Uh, insert chase here insert this here it wasn't my favorite and it i felt bad because carlos fell asleep while watching it <laughs> it's not a good sign no but he falls asleep during a lot of things oh, but i didn't blame him for this one because it i don't know it, he didn't fall asleep during ted Gasso, did he no he didn't okay because i would have to send him an angry message <laughs> just out of the blue <laughs> like hey Carlos go fuck yourself <laughs> no explanation oh my god that would be so funny <laughs> and he would text me being like what did I do what happened what did I say oh god no I'm kidding that, that'd be funny though but no he didn't fall asleep during Ted Lasso I think that I was the most distracted though during like the last two episodes of Ted Lasso because I was I was looking up something. I think I was looking up like renter's insurance or uh, oh, okay provider or internet providers because I need to figure figure that out. All the all this adults shit. Like you, yeah. you don't think about you you don't think about renter's insurance. You don't think about you know picking an internet provider. Like you don't think of like all this stuff. Like it just it's I'm growing up, Emily. 
<laughs> well, out here you don't think of picking an internet provider because you it's all fucking locked up and you have zero choice in the matter. It's whoever services your neighborhood. And that's, that's gonna be that's one company because they have fucking monopolies and we have no consumer protection. But Ugh. who did you get uh paired with? Um Optum, which is like cable vision, but they uh, fucking suck. But I, I mean, they all suck, so it doesn't really matter. I mean, it's, you know, it's just if there's competition, at least you can, you know, play off prices against each other and shit. But, um, yeah, yeah that's not bad. I know I have between AT&T and Spectrum. I might go with AT&T, but like Spectrum's nice. Because Spectrum has the Dodger games and Carlos loves the Dodgers and he always complains. It doesn't complain, but he's also too stubborn because it's like he he doesn't want to get a certain thing to be able to watch his Dodger games. But that's just dumb for the Dodgers to be like, only people on this network can watch our games. No, go fuck yourself, Dodgers. Like that's no. And that's probably not your decisions, Dodgers. So whoever decided that, no. Why Why are things the way they are? Like, why can't we just let everyone watch, you know, it's sports. Like, why do you have to pay extra to watch sports on TV? Come on. But anyways, back, back, to, or back to Clone Wars. No, this isn't three years ago. Back to Bad Batch. Um, episode five, which was called Rampage. We see a familiar character that we haven't seen since Return of the Jedi. That is Moochie the Rancor. Now, there is some argument whether Moochie is that Rancor or not. But I don't care because I love Moochie. And she's awesome. And she is a beautiful, beautiful Rancor. And I love her. And we are introduced to Sid, who is voiced by Rhea Perlman, which made me very happy because I was a big Cheers fan, and she is great. And see, and this this episode, like, you know, they go to her to get information on, on Fennec Shand and whoever hired her, which they don't find out who hired her, but they do find out she's extremely dangerous. But because they they set this up that like she is going to be a plot catalyst in terms of hey if you ever want another if you ever need more money come to me for a mission and since they have 16 episodes to fill we're gonna see her at least a couple more times i would imagine that basic video game trope of (laughs) you're gonna need money come to me for missions Ugh, I feel like I'm at the start page of the video game and all right, start your mission here. Yeah. But again, it's real permanent, so I was happy with that because I like I like hearing her in Star Wars and next please get Danny DeVito in Star Wars. But I'm surprised that Danny DeVito isn't in Star Wars yet. He should be. He's too cool for Star Wars, really, but Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this episode was good. I just thought it was interesting that, 
they got the information about Fennec Shand, but that's it. Like, yeah. just how limited it was just like, this is Fennec Shand. She's a new bounty hunter. I don't know why she's after your friend, but that's not very good. And you're going to need money. You're going to need friends. You're going to need all these things to make sure that you guys are okay. And I'm like, wow. Like, I feel like this is like the first episode of a series. Like, this is how it's starting. Yeah. But again, like the fact that we they still haven't told us for another episode who hired Fennec means it's got to be somebody that's actually surprising. I fear it's just somebody they think is surprising and it's going to be a really pathetic reveal, but here's hoping. Come on, Dave. Dave, Dave, Dave Filoni. And also, like, I mean, we get Bit Fortuna being all scared about poor Moochie. I thought that was cute. I mean, do you think Pip Fortuna was genuinely scared about Moochie or he just wanted... Because, I mean, Moochie's purpose at Jabba's palace was to eat people. I mean, look, it could be... I think part of it definitely is, hey, you don't want to fail on a mission that Jabba the Hutt has given you. That is not good for your health. But the way it, it was set, like the way that it plays out, like he seems to actually care about Moochie and be happy to see Moochie again. Beyond just, thank God we got this fucking Rancor back so Jabba will get off my ass. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I should have been more excited to see Bib Fortuna because it's, it's Bib Fortuna. Like, it, wow, it's a person that we we saw in the movies that's, you know, in the animated series now, I think I would have loved to see the Rancor Keeper. I know that, you know, he's not as, you know, important as Bib Fortuna, but, you know, the Rancor Keeper loves the Rancor. That's why he's the Rancor Keeper. Yeah, and we just saw, we already saw Bib Fortuna get gacked in um, the the last episode of um, Whatchamacallit. So, you know, like, I don't know, it wasn't quite as exciting to see him again. But Rancor. Little baby Rancor. And Omega, when they give her the comm unit and she keeps playing around with it. And when she's the one who figures out that Sid is Sid. That was pretty good. I also like, too, that Wrecker had to battle the Rancor to show uh, dominance. And just, like, them fighting with each other was just so adorable. And when he finally, like, gets, like, the Rancor tired and then Omega's riding Moochie. That was cute. Yeah. It was nice. I liked it. Like, it's not a great, it's not a great piece of television, but it was, it was fun enough. You know what's some good television right now, though? Hmm. High School Musical, the musical, the series. Oh, my God. Just the title of that gives me a headache. It's it's so good. Love is blossoming on this show. Like it was the Valentine's Day episode. It was cute. Uh just all these characters are just so fun. It's just such a good and a lighthearted show. Like I have the biggest fucking smile on my face every time I watch it. Like I was running while watching it the other day and I was just genuinely happy. And I couldn't remember the last time I was genuinely happy running on a treadmill. 
God. It just, I I think, Emily, that you should give that show a chance because it's fun. Here's the thing is, I, I am over a decade older than you, which means high school musical was not a thing for me. You know, I think I might know someone who could possibly get you into the show. Okay, who's that? My good friend, Chris Fresh. I mean, it's kind of hilarious that you think Fresh could talk me into doing anything, but... It's because we share a mutual bond of loving Olivia Rodrigo and her beautiful music. Her new album, Sour, just came out. And she is really proving that she is a very talented singer, songwriter, musician, all of the above. And, you know, she's on High School Musical, the musical, the series. And she plays Nini, who's one of the main girls on the show. But right now, she's at this, you know, acting academy in Denver. And there's just a lot going on. Uh, her and Ricky are having some relationship problems because it's really rough doing long distance, especially when you're in high school. So, you know, there's just a lot going on with that. The show's really good. She's really good. She's from San Diego. Like, just the stars are aligning for you to give this show a try. It's fun. It's enjoyable. It just... It's silly, uh, and it's not too Disney. Like, I know that it's High School Musical. Like, the first season, they... So, the premise of the show is that these kids go to the high school where High School Musical was filmed. And it's somewhere, I believe, it's Salt Lake City. And the theater teacher decides... Let's do High School Musical as the school play this year. So you get to see, you know, all the people auditioning. You meet a lot of fun characters. Then they do the musical, and it's great. And now this season, they're doing another musical, which everyone thought would be High School Musical too. But she runs into one of the dudes in Dancing with the Stars, Derek Huff, who plays another guy who she used to date in high school. And he's like, I'm doing this award, Sarah. Or I'm applying for, you know, this, you know, high school award for my kids. And she's like, I want my kids to win. So we're going to do Beauty and the Beast. So, and you've seen Beauty and the Beast. I mm-hmm. assume, yes. So maybe you should start with season two because you know what... You know the musical Beauty and the Beast. You don't know the musical High School Musical. But also you get to know the characters a little more in season one. But I don't know. I think this is such a fun show. It's funny. It's cute. It's cheesy. It's like all of the right things. And there's songs. There's musicals. There's just... It's just a good fun show. And it's just one of those shows where you just... You get so excited that it's on, you know, it's like bad. Yeah, I do Bad Batch first because I'm like, it's Bad Batch. Like, it's going to be a 7 or 8 out of 10. But High School Musical, the musical, the series is always a 9 or a 10 out of 10. This last episode, I think, was a 10 out of 10. Please watch it. Anyone, please. It's a good show. Okay. Well, you may maybe just talk to Chris Fresh about that show. You guys, you guys can chat about that one. 
Maybe we need to have him on. You know, we had Steel on to do Gossip Girl. I need to talk to someone about High School Musical, the musical, the series. Speaking of, the Gossip Girl reboot starts next month. Oh, God. It's... I don't think I'm ready. Like, I just got over the care. Like, I had a Gossip Girl dream the other night. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. I... I'm nervous. I'm excited. I'm 100% going to watch it. I'm still annoyed that that girl stole my name. I know. Well, hopefully they still send you... I hope they send you scripts. God, I hope so. <laughs> oh, God, oh my God. Ugh. What a wonderful time for television right now. I... Yeah, that starts, uh, I think, July 9th? Something like July 8th. 8th. Oh, shit. Well, I have something to look forward to when I move into my new place. It'll maybe be one of the first things I watch. No. I don't know. Who knows? But I'm excited. I don't think... Have they... I, I feel like I saw the trailer... Yeah, the trailer was just a bunch of whispering and Kristen Bell, you know, doing the, oh, I'm Gossip Girl. Don't trust anyone. I know your secrets. XOXO, Gossip Girl. Yeah. I can't wait. Can't wait to talk about it. I can't wait for us to review episodes and slowly transition the show to a Gossip Girl podcast. <laughs> hmm. Well, has anything else happened in Star Wars the past couple weeks that is, like, slightly important? Because I know that, like, little things happen. Like, you know, insert, you know, Cassian filming location here. Um, insert an interview Ewan McGregor did here. Yeah, it doesn't really seem like it. I mean, the annoying thing is if you put stars into google and click on the news tab it's mostly just complete bullshit stories that when you look at them have the source of like mike zero or doomcock and it's like well that's obviously completely untrue so yeah i don't think much like anything big has happened you know there's been you know some more book stuff and comic stuff but nothing nothing too you know earth shattering yeah well i hear that zero has been coming out with some some uh, head scratching news lately so i feel like just they keep getting worse so yeah, the yeah. only thing you know the only other thing was like the interview with jj abrams where he said you know it's like yeah maybe we should have had a plan for the trilogy and then everybody fought about that but i'm like i'm I, there's only so many times you can relitigate that so whatever yeah, and I mean, I don't understand the point of fighting about something that has already happened because it's like you can't change it. There's, they're not going to do like a, a Snyder cut or something. Like there, there's no way in hell they're going to do that. So, I don't know. 
I think sometimes, you know, people say things and unfortunately, you know, people, you know, look to, you know, start arguments or this or that. You know, there's some great conversation that starts from it. But I think that we should just accept that that movie happened. And, you know, we we can rightfully complain about it. But I mean, there's nothing we can do about it. So, you know, as long as we accept that there's nothing at all that we can do about it, then that's fine. Because, you know, discourse is fine. But when discourse turns into, you know, people pointing fingers saying, I'm right, you're wrong, shut up. Like, that's not okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that covers it for this episode. Is there anything else, you know, you want to add or anything else going on? Um, let's just see. It is the, we are recording this on the 1st of June. So it is the first day of pride. So, you know, just shout out to any listeners who are in, you know, the GLBTQ plus, GLBTQ plus A. Yeah, I'm sorry. I fucked up that acronym. But yeah, LGBTQA plus. There we go. I think I remember everything. Which is really bad considering I'm self and queer. But it's a mouthful. Anyway, shout out to everybody who falls under that umbrella we love you lots and you know we support you and are glad you listen to our show yeah thank you everyone we love you we support you we're here for you all that wonderful stuff happy pride what what a wonderful month yeah but yeah uh emily where can we find you and the podcast on social media podcast is on Twitter and Instagram at CantoByPod. I say it's on Instagram, but uh, I haven't seen any proof of that for a while. Uh, I am on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. Brittany, where are you? I am on Twitter and Instagram as CantoBrit. Yeah, that's just such a weird thing about the Twitter. Like, I, that's such a mystery that it hasn't been updated since 2020. Wow. What a mystery that is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, I, I hope to see you next week. I, I think I'm about to get fired. So <laughs> we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Here we go. Yo, 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 and away we go It's time to serenade my girl Lindo Sorry the ladies where I had to say no But if I'm cheating on Serena, it's on Canto No shame in the game Make even Rogue One seem tame But I blame it on Brit with a ginger main main Yeah, that's fire Love on the rocks leaves the love on my socks Lindo fanfic leaves y'all shocked Especially when y'all truly whips out his cock Canto bite Episode 100 Hey yo, I'm back, no fulcrum this time I'm on a flight to the bay and I'm writing some rhymes My top three running through my head, you know So I had to come correct when they hit the hundo My girls E and B deserve congratulations Our adulation for the weekly creation My last celebration was all about them But this time I gotta drop lines for our friends
bitches. This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches. Give it up for the bitches, all the Canto bitches. This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches. Throw your hands up, bitches, all my Canto bitches. Start off with my Aussies, Catherine's a sweet one. Brought cash into lunch with Canto bitch number one. Josh made it a team and had bourbon and cornflakes. The kind of ice cream that made him show me his old face. Got to meet Turbo and throw back some brews. Fish tacos and San Fran, you know we approve. Rebecca from Perth, I haven't met you yet. Last shout to Fushi, dude, I didn't forget. This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches. Give it up for the bitches, all the Canto bitches. This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches. Throw your hands up, bitches, all my Canto bitches. Rabia and Adele often email the show. I cut a track on them trolls with Johnny Grasso. Jesse McGee busted a rap for me. Met her and Horse B at Scum and Villainy. King Tom, Death Watch, the most regal of fathers. Got to behold the luscious locks of Strata. Shouted Rusty last time, so I shout a Raj too. You know the list ain't complete without Lesson Boo. This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the Canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up, bitches, all my Canto bitches Now if I didn't say your name, don't feel no shame You love the fun, the games, and refresher bangs Hang on every word of Lindo's fanfic Where she describes every vein in Mendo's dick Spread the word, maybe buy a t-shirt I don't know, maybe ask the girls if Yaddle squirts Take your CBD, send in your top three, And you'll always be a bitch like me Get him, Eric.